Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll review the successes and failures, the strengths and weaknesses of the economic partnership agreements between the EU and the ACP countries, and map a possible way forward. Stay with us. What do Belize, Burundi and Vanuatu have in common, apart from beautiful rainforests and landscapes? They're all ACP members. That's right. The ACP is a group of 79 African, Caribbean and Pacific states with which the EU has a special long-term partnership. Trade is part of this partnership, and to enhance it, the EU has negotiated Economic Partnership Agreements, or EPAs, with these countries to gradually integrate them in the global economy, while promoting sustainable growth and reducing poverty. But what's the essence of these partnerships? Well, in a nutshell, they're free trade agreements that allow ACP countries to export their products to the EU, duty and quota free, providing important safeguards to protect these countries' economies. They are firmly anchored in the objectives of human rights and sustainable development and cooperation that are at the core of the Cotonou Agreement, the overarching framework governing EU relations with these countries over the past 20 years. But negotiating and establishing these partnerships has proven longer and more complicated than expected and has met heavy criticism from civil society and some governments in ACP countries who see them as a way for the EU to push its own products into foreign markets. So, what has been achieved so far? Well, results are actually rather mixed, with nine agreements negotiated, covering over half of the ACP countries, but not yet all implemented. Now, which are the agreements in application? Until now, seven regional economic partnership agreements have been provisionally implemented. Five of these are with sub-Saharan African regional groups or individual countries, covering a total of 14 countries. One with the Caribbean region, covering all 14 Caribbean countries except for Haiti, and one more with the Pacific region, covering Fiji, Papua New Guinea, Samoa and the Solomon Islands. Ivory Coast and Ghana concluded so-called stepping stone EPAs with the EU, their full application pending the entry into force of the regional partnership agreement with the entire West African region, which remains uncertain. Another 21 countries from West Africa and the East African community have concluded regional EPA negotiations that are yet to be implemented. Most of them, as well as other ACP countries, benefit from privileged access to the EU via the EU's generalised system of preferences, mostly using the so-called everything but arms scheme, which removes tariffs and quotas for all imports of goods, except arms and ammunition, coming into the EU from the least developed countries. But some ACP partners, such as Tanzania, Uganda, Burundi or Nigeria, are still reluctant to join these partnerships. Yonel Zamfir from the European Parliamentary Research Service explains to us why. Indeed, West Africa and the East African community are the two ACP regions where EPAs are stuck because some African countries don't want to join. Their main worries are related on the one hand to competition from cheap EU products flooding their markets. This could put local farmers out of work and undermine attempts at industrialization. On the other hand, there are concerns about a strong reduction in import duties, which are an essential source of state revenue. The real economic impact of EPAs is the main controversial subject, and it's difficult to draw a clear line among the arguments in favour or against their benefits. While the European Commission has strongly defended their contribution to sustainable development, 
Others in the EU and the African Union, as well as civil society organisations, are more sceptical, even opposed, arguing that they are mainly enforcing EU interests. In a report on African trade from June this year, the European Parliament called on the European Commission to ensure that EPAs contribute to strengthen economic relations between the parties in a way that benefits them all equally, taking into account their different levels of development. But truth is, when considering the impact of these trade partnerships, neither the great expectations nor the big fears have so far materialised. Take the EPA with the Caribbean countries, for instance, Despite being in force the longest, it's had little impact on either side. Another agreement that has been in force for a long time, the one with the countries of the Southern African Development Community, has caused some tension between the two sides, especially concerning trade of citrus fruit and poultry products. The risk of fragmenting regional integration schemes, particularly in Africa, has also been raised as one of the issues that needs addressing. Although the fragmentation of the trade landscape in Africa has multiple other causes beyond EU trade agreements. Another contentious issue is the way in which EPAs will contribute to current efforts to boost intra-Africa trade and promote a single continental market, notably through the African Continental Free Trade Area. The European Parliament believes these partnerships must support African trade integration efforts instead of frustrating them. But even if continent-to-continent integration is a common goal of both the European and the African Union, a common free trade agreement between the two pan-continental organisations is not yet on the horizon. The EU also considers that there is room for improving the EPAs. One main concern is that while sustainable development is recognised as a major goal, the economic partnership agreements with African countries are less detailed on the human rights, labour social and environmental dimensions than the more recent free trade agreements concluded by the EU with countries like Vietnam or South Korea. Mindful of this shortcoming, the European Parliament has called for these partnership agreements to be modernised by adding strong and binding trade and sustainable development chapters aligned with the Paris Agreement. In response to this, the European Commission made several proposals on how to strengthen the sustainable development dimension of EU trade agreements – including extending the regular dispute settlement mechanism to the trade and sustainable development provisions and a sanctions mechanism in case of non-compliance. But development policy remains the main carrot to encourage ACP countries to respect their international labour and environmental commitments. The post-Cotonou agreement includes provisions in this respect, but one country, Hungary, keeps on blocking its approval out of fear that more migrants will enter the EU. So we'll have to wait and see how negotiations progress in the future. Want to know more? Check out Yonel Zamfir's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.